What's up everyone, this is Darsh Kobaczyk, co-founder of MG Poland, JS Poland, Angular Master.dev and WorkshopFest.dev. Welcome back to the Angular Master Podcast. Today we've got a special guest from London, UK, AI enthusiast and practitioner, GDE, MC, speaker, trainer, community leader, ladies and gentlemen, Gerard Sams. Hi Gerard, how are you? I'm uh, very good, thank you. I'm enjoying another rainy day in the countryside in England. For those who don't know you yet, could you please tell us about yourself? I'm a Google developer expert and developer evangelist for web cloud, web3 and now recently AI. I have been heavily focused on covering the latest Google generative AI. And believe it or not, I've been really busy. Just in August and September, I've done five talks and two workshops on Vertex AI. One was in Berlin and the other in London. I did also a talk at Google offices in Berlin, just showing all the new announcements in Google I.O. And I also cover cloud AI platform for over 150 attendees there. It was pretty exciting. Then in September, as you know, I was traveling in the US for three weeks and I was mixing talks with holidays. There was the GDE Bootcamp in San Francisco where we met and Google product team shared the latest features. I also did a talk at GDG Los Angeles and GitHub San Francisco where I cover MakerSuite and Palm foundational models. It was really exciting covering these topics. Could you give us an overview of Google's generative AI platform? Sure. So on one side, we have the foundational models, which for Google will be Palm 2. And then we have all the tooling and all the products that are being powered by it. Here we can find two main options. One is called Google AI which includes MakerSuite, which we will cover later. And then we have also Google Cloud providing a whole platform, which is called Vertex AI. The difference between these two are the capabilities, of course. Vertex AI has many more. And if you are familiar with Google Cloud, that will be your option. The other one is more for people that just want to try it very quickly and experiment a few things. But if you want to get more serious, you can use Vertex AI that will give you more security and scalability. How can we try it out? Well, today, the easiest way to try is by using Google Bart. I'm not sure if you have tried, but this is a, a free Google experiment where you can familiarize with the latest generative AI capabilities like creating creative uh, writing. You can also ask general questions and it can also assist you in coding, which is quite fun, and also give you some cooking recipes. Right now, you can also use images and it will give you information about the image for you. But got just few major updates. So if you haven't tried since the release in March, I would recommend you to give it a go. 
What is Makersuite? Well, Makersuite is a tool that you can build the new wave of generative AI applications and use PAM foundational models. Makersuite makes it very easy to engineer your prompts, which is the query that you ask the foundational model so that you can create an experiment to create AI-enabled applications. By using Makersuite, you can also prototype, validate, and refine your ideas. What is the foundational model powering BART? Well, this is the model that Google has created, and it has different flavors, let's say. We have Palm 2 for text, which is, uh, the code name is text Bison, and we also have Palm 2 for chat, which is called chat Bison. We also have text embeddings that will give you access to some other more complex features, like, for example, using your own data. What can we do today with Google Generative AI? There's so many things that you can do. I'm going to just go over a few. And, of course, we can use the chat feature. We can generate text. We can do translations summarizations, we can also do classifications and entity extraction. And if we are talking for developers, we can generate code, we can uh, fix bugs, explain complex code that we are looking at. Uh, it can also generate SQL and documentations or tests. There's now few new models around voice and images. So this is, these are plenty of options for developers today. How can you add generative AI features to your app today? I think there are mainly two options. If you work for front-end or web, or if you're working on the back-end. For the front-end, we have the REST API that gives you access to the foundational models that we have mentioned. And on the back-end, there's a little bit more options because we have clients and SDKs. So the most important question, how can we use Gen AI in Angular? The main work that you will have to do is to create the REST API. I just created an open source project that you can find on my GitHub that shows how you can set up the Palm REST API and also the Vertex AI API. So that will be a way of using those. The easiest way I think today is using Makersuite. You create your prompt, and once you test it and you are happy with it, then you can uh, go to the option to see the code behind, and it will show you the JavaScript code executing that prompt for you. You can literally take that code, put it in your application, and use it. So it's really easy. How can you learn about using GenAI in Angular? I think the, the way I did it was creating a BART experience. So there I, I built both the Pound for Text uh, API and also the Pound for Chat. And then I practiced how I could add more features to those. And this is exactly what I did in the project that I have been working for the last two months. Some features that I added was, of course, Angular Material, access to the APIs for text Bison, which will be pound for text, and then some other 
interesting features like, for example, adding a rich text editor and introducing also generative AI voices with 11 labs. What challenges did you face building a mini BART? Well, I faced a lot of challenges. The main one was implementing a whole own client from scratch because the only thing that you have is the REST API. So we don't have a client for web yet. There's a client for Node for the backend, but there's nothing for web. So I had to build that client from scratch. There's a few APIs, so that took me a, a little while. And then once I got the access to the to the REST API and it, everything was working, then I started building the features that will give me a chatbot and that will give me the different prompts uh, on the UI. I understand that creating an application that talks to our data shouldn't be difficult. Yes, you can. Before, I was talking very briefly about the embeddings. So we have a foundational model that will be giving you the embeddings and you can load your own data and then do a semantic search to gather that uh, personal uh, or project uh, data for you. So you, you can add that option. Can anyone use Palm today? How would that work? Well, today it's still in Vita. So this is uh, unfortunately only available in the US. So it takes uh, a VPN in order to uh, access uh, from a location in the US. But once you are using a VPN, you can use Makersuite to create your prompts or to create your chatbots. And then using that, you can access uh, Palm foundational models and create your applications. I also wrote a Medium article explaining how to set it up for Angular. So that's some resource that you can use. What are the benefits of using these tools? Are there any drawbacks? We have seen a lot of excitement and hype around generative AI in the last uh, few months. And I would say that we need to approach it with some considerations. The main considerations are hallucinations. And this is when the model creates information that it's not based on any uh, info, any uh, facts. So that will be, in a way, will be wrong data. And this can happen for regular prompts or during a chat or while we are uh, troubleshooting uh, error with the help of BART or uh, pound for text or pound for chat. And sometimes we will not notice it. If you are an expert in the area that you are working on, you will notice that there's some information that is not truthful. But if you don't uh, check it, it may uh, it may get you in trouble. So that's something to, to be aware. There's some areas that you can use generative AI and be confident that the results are correct, but that is still something to work on. You're listening, Angular Master Podcast. Listen, code, repeat. Everything you need to know to become an Angular super developer. What might the future of Gen AI look like in five years? 
So this is a, a question looking into the future. And as we have seen, there has been a lot of uh, fear, I would say, in, uh, in AI, mentioning the, the end of the world or maybe that there will be massive uh, loss uh, for, uh, for jobs in different industries. I don't think that's going to happen in the next five years, but I think we are going to see AI being used more and more. And at the moment, we, we can just uh, see how the changes have uh, been great and uh, massive in scale for Google, and we will see more of that. What are your conclusions about working with AI? I think the conclusion is that we need we need to uh, be very mindful about how we use uh, AI today, but this is the perfect time to play with it and see how far you can take it in your projects. Of course, you need to be a little bit careful. Even the whole strategy from Google is to use what they call the responsible AI principles, and this will be avoiding to do anything dangerous or illegal. Uh, of course, when we are developing new um, applications using these uh, AI features, we need to be very careful not to infringe any uh, copyrights or, or things like that, or maybe exposing some information from your company to third parties. So that's something to be uh, very careful. But I think this is the, the moment to get experience, know what you can do, know what you cannot do, and try to apply it in your company. Please tell us about your workshop, which will take place uh, the day before this year's edition of MG Poland, exactly on November 6th in Warsaw and online, of course. I'm preparing a workshop for the conference and it's going to be around all that we have covered today and also how I build this minibar project, which uh, has told me, had took me at least uh, the last two months. So that's going to be an interesting workshop, which I will be covering everything from accessing Palm REST APIs and building a chatbot from scratch. By the way, how do you remember your last visit to Poland? Oh, my last visit to Poland, what I remember, I remember a really nice coffee place not far from the conference, um, and I did enjoy a really nice breakfast on the sun. And I remember that it was really cool because it was uh, on open air. So I was in a terrace and enjoying the, the sun. What we can anticipate from your Master of Ceremony at NG Poland and JS Poland 2023? I think the MC is going to be a little bit more crazy, <laughs> a little bit better. Of course, year by year, I learn new tricks and I'm ready to use all of my tricks in uh, NG Poland and GS Poland. Of course, I also have the help of the organizers. So that's going to be uh, something to, uh, to enjoy and celebrate. 
So yeah, looking looking forward to uh, to the conference, and uh, yeah, I mean I'm I'm not gonna share any surprises at the, at this time. I also looking forward to our upcoming meeting in Warsaw. Today I want to express my heartfelt thanks for joining us on the podcast. It's always an honor to have you as a guest. Thank you and see you in Warsaw.